This is kind of awkward, isn't it? <laughs> Do you guys like awkward situations? Doesn't seem like it. Have you ever been kind of in the middle of an awkward situation? Maybe uh, like a really awkward conversation, you know, one that you Maybe one that you had to have, that you were dreading to have because it was going to be so awkward. Maybe one that you got into the middle of and you're like, as it was happening, like, this is the most awkward thing I've ever been a part of. Maybe there's even like a, a conversation that you're thinking about now, like years later, that even when you think about it, you start to, like your face turns red because you kind of relive the whole thing again. We don't really like awkward situations because they make us feel uncomfortable they make us feel nervous, and we try to avoid them. One, you know, one type of awkward conversation or situation that we might find ourselves in is when someone says something like, hey, can you do me a favor? Hey, can you do something for me? When that happens, to me, and maybe to some of you also, our first reaction is probably like to step away, <laughs> kind of like, you know, put our, you know, create some space, you know, we, we kind of put our guard up, we want to deflect, and we're thinking, how can I get out of this? And I know sometimes, I, I may not say this out loud when I get into a situation like that, when I can perceive that someone is going to ask something of me, I will at least think very loudly, what do you want from me? Maybe I've blurted it out before on accident, but yeah, we think that. You know, that's kind of our posture. What do you want from me? So we try to avoid those situations sometimes. Um, but this is one of the greatest challenges in life, or at least um, one that I have experienced in my life is, is this. To learn that life is not all about us. It's not all about me, it's not all about what I can get out of it. Um, it's, a, it's such a sad, crushing day when you finally realize that the world does not revolve around you, doesn't it? It's like the worst day of your life. But then it, but then it happens again and again, and it just gets reinforced, and for all of us, we need it to be reinforced again and again, that it's not all about you, and that really, you know, the calling that we have as the people of Jesus is that we're supposed to be more focused on other people. It's not all about what I can get, it's what I can give to others. We're gonna talk about that a lot here today. And so this is why, as we work through, here we're on uh, week three of our four-part conversation about these different steps, the four Gs of discipleship, that this one, the, the shift from the second one to the third one is probably the most jarring of them all. My opinion, but I, I, th I think I'm right. The first two, gather and grow, we are primarily receiving things from God. We are recipients of God's gifts and blessings. We're like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'll you know, take whatever you want to give me, God. But then on the third one, it's jarring because now we're kind of taking a more active role in the giving. We're gonna be more focused on other people and it's tough. It's a difficult shift for us to make. Now I, I want to um, wanna 
hit the pause button on this just for a little bit. We're going to come back to this. But I want to explain a little bit more um, what it looks like to, to be a giving disciple of Jesus. So here's a little description. We as disciples of Jesus at St. Paul give of our time, our talents, and our treasures to serve the needs of our neighbors in our community and our world. Neighbors. Who are they again, our neighbors? It's only like those few people that live near me, right? That's all I have to worry about. No, I'm seeing some heads shaking. No, it's, oh, it's more difficult than that, isn't it? It's everybody. Everybody is my neighbor. Oh, man. Come on, God. But this is what God is calling us, and, and, and it's a beautiful thing as we follow Jesus. We learn that it, it, that it is a beautiful thing, but our first reaction is to, to say that, what do you want from me? What do you want from me, God? What do you want from me, neighbors? That's kind of our visceral reaction. But when we read something like this that's on the screen, um, we might think, well, this sounds really awesome. It sounds really wonderful in theory, right? In theoretically, oh, man, if we all live like that, you know, wouldn't it be nice if that, if that was the case? Um, but I know I start to think, well, that sounds really great for, for other people, you know. All y'all have fun with that. Hope you can pick up the slack. It's not really going to be my thing. I'm not really in a situation right now where I can be giving. Maybe someday that'll happen for me, but I, I think it sounds really good. You guys need to hear this today. You know, that's kind of, oh, in theory, it sounds really great. But there is this ongoing battle inside of us between having an inward focus and having a, a more outward focus. When I have an inward focus, you know, I'm number one. I'm looking out for me, myself, and I above anyone and everyone else. This is built into us. This is our default setting. And uh, there is... Uh, there's this Latin phrase, okay? Here's a warning. I'm going to share some Latin with you guys today that describes this phenomenon, this ongoing struggle with sin. And the Latin phrase is incurvatus en se, okay? And, I mean, obviously it means to be curved in on oneself. You kind of hear that, incurvatus, be cur curved in on yourself. Not open to other people, but curved in. And so this leads us to be self, you know, to, to be self-centered and selfish and greedy. And it's almost like we can't even look around and notice the needs of other people. It's like we don't have the capacity to do that. It's like that, that setting is broken inside of us. We only see ourselves and what we can get and we see the things that we have and we clutch them very tightly. This is a, this is a phrase, you know, this Latin phrase, incurvatus and say, um, St. Augustine was probably the first one to use it, but Martin Luther used it a lot. And I'm a big fan of Martin Luther, so I, I wanted to work it in here today and share it with you. Because I, I think it's just a, it's an interesting visual to think about, being curved in, closed off from other people. And so this, this sinful condition, this ongoing struggle with sin is what leads us to remember, you know, just kind of clutch things and be like, what do you want from me? You know, 
don't bother me. This is mine. Go away. But are, are, are we even right about that? Is, is it ours? The things that I have, are they mine? Or have they originated from some other source? You know, have I earned them all completely all by my lonesome or has someone given them to me? Well, we know uh, from the scriptures, the teaching is that, like I said it in the children's message, like every good and perfect gift comes down from above. God is the source of everything. Every blessing and possession that we have, you know, the, the tangible ones and also the, the intangible ones, they all come from God. And I, I want to reread one verse uh, earlier from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul says this, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Jesus had it all, right? He's rich beyond measure. He had a very nice set a very nice gig up there in heaven son of god sitting at the right hand of the father and yet he said you know i'm going to lay all this aside i'm going to give all my wealth away i'm going to become one of those poor human creatures and he gave all of his riches away to us the riches of his righteousness and he became the poorest man who ever lived by taking all of the debt of our sin upon himself, went to the cross and died. And by dying and rising again, he gave us great wealth, an abundance of riches, forgiveness of sins, life everlasting, a new you know, fixed relationship with our Heavenly Father. Jesus was, he was not curved in on himself not at all he was the most open and outwardly focused man to ever live to ever walk this earth and so this Jesus who is the greatest example of giving that the world has ever seen this is the Jesus that we follow we are disciples of Jesus and so, just like in every other aspect of how Jesus is, we follow that, we also are called to follow him in the way that he gives of himself. That is our calling. That is our duty. You could say, you could say it in a more positive way. That is our joyful privilege as we follow Jesus to give to others out of gratitude for what God has given to us. And so this is, this is, as we stand here today as followers of Jesus, um, we, are, we, praise, we praise God that the spirit of Jesus lives in us and helps shift us from that more inward, curved in on ourselves posture to the outward focus on our brothers and sisters, on our neighbors all around us. This is a, this is a beautiful calling that we have, that God gives to us to be more focused on other people. You could say it's even the same calling um, that God gave to another person way back toward the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12, a guy named Abraham, God called him, and he gave him, gave him a calling and a message that, yeah, it applied 
in a little bit of a different way to him, but it applies to each one of us as well. I want to read that here from Genesis chapter 12. This is what God said to Abraham. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. So that you will be a blessing. You've probably heard that one before. You know, you are blessed to be a blessing. It's just, it's great. Those little one-liners sometimes are just, that's where it's at. You know, you're blessed to be a blessing. That's our calling. And it's, it's kind of like God's blessing delivery system. Um, his, his, like, standard of efficiency is not always the same as ours. So when God is delivering his blessings here in this world, he actually, like, creates a middleman for that. And so he gives us, you know, all of these blessings, but then those blessings are meant not to just be clutched and held and, and you know, kept for ourselves, but they're meant to flow through us to other people. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're going to be more on the receiving end of those blessings. We all have stories about that, I'm sure. But it's going to be this, this back and forth where together, you know, as God's people, we are blessing each other, and then we're receiving God's blessing. This is the way that God has it set up so that we, his people can, are blessed so that they can be a blessing to others. So what are we supposed to be blessing other people with? What are we supposed to be giving? We haven't exactly gotten to that point yet here today, but we're, but we're coming. Now, we have, um, you, guys are, you guys are smart people, so we've got four G's. Um, I thought, well, we might as well just throw three T's on there too, right? That won't be confusing to you guys at all. You guys are, you know, geniuses here. So we've got our three T's, categories of things to give, and this, this is probably going to be familiar to most of you guys. We've got our time and our talents and our treasures, okay? I'm not going to spend you know, 10 minutes describing what these are. You, they're kind of self-explanatory. But we have our time. That's a resource that we might overlook sometimes. We don't steward it always very well, but it is a gift, and we, it's something that we can give in service to other people. Talents, whatever skills, abilities, passions, uh, gifts that you have that are inside of you, that you're cultivating, you're growing in those things. Yeah, there's also ways to glorify God and serve other people by giving of those talents. And then treasures, that's, you know, typically we talk about, these are more things that, like, you can, that you can touch and hold in your hands. It's like money, you know, financial blessings might be material possessions. Um, this is, sometimes I think we reduce the conversation about giving only to this one. And it's, it is a very important one, right, to be able to give generously of what God has given us in that area, but it's not the only one. It's not the only category. We want to look more holistically at how God blesses us so that we can um, bless others with all of who we are. Give of ourselves in the way of Jesus also. And so as we, as we look through these things and as we start to, to look into the future and dream and pray about what God might be doing here at St. Paul, um, one of my dreams is that as he continues to form us as his disciples, that that question that we've, that, you know, I've kind of asked it like in a pretty angry sort of way so far, kind of a, you know, I'm like offended that you would like want something from me. That question will change dramatically for me. What do you want from me? To a, God, what, what do you want from me today? It's everything you've given me is yours. You're just kind of loaning it to me for, for a little while. What, what do you want me 
to do with your blessings today? How can I bless others? You know, give me eyes, Lord, to see and to notice the needs of people around me. What, what do you have lined up for me today in the way of giving like Jesus? That's another one of my dreams. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks too. People show up here and they say, hey, we want to see Jesus. Is he here? Can we see Jesus here at St. Paul? And I, I, my prayer is that our answer will be, yeah, look around. Look at his people. Look how they give. Look how they've been blessed and look how they're blessings to other people. You can see the love and the generosity of Jesus flowing through these people, shining brightly. Jesus is in this. Jesus is in us. And my dream is that, that as we have this attitude, as we have this recognition that everything comes from above and that we are called to bless other people, that we will grow in our giving of our time, talents, and treasures, kind of in more of our in-house, so to speak, opportunities to give here at St. Paul. This might be you know, supporting our, our gathering and our growing ministries. But then also, my dream is that we'll look outside of the walls in a more powerful way, that, that God will give us those eyes to see and notice. I mean, you look out the window for three seconds and you can notice human need. It's all around us. We ignore it. We do a really good job of that, you know, stepping away from it. But my dream is that we will step into it and that God will lead us to kind of just adopt as a church like a handful of ministries that we can kind of throw our full weight into and make a big difference, make a big impact and bless others and fill their, their earthly needs in the name of Jesus. Now next week, yeah, you guys, we got one more. We got one more of the G's. And then that, we're not even done after that, you know. Then, then, then the hard stuff happens, right? But we've got one more G. It's go. So give this week has... Our concern is for the entire person. We're concerned with the holistic needs of all people. We care about their physical needs. We care about their spiritual needs. We care about, it, about everything, the whole person. Uh, but give is going to err a little bit more on the side of the physical needs. Just say, you know, what, what do you need in this life? We're going to see, we're going to notice, and we're going to fulfill those needs. Um, go is going to focus specifically and powerfully upon the spiritual needs. This is Jesus sending us out to go and make disciples. This is us, we're growing as disciples of Jesus here at St. Paul, but we, stop, we start to think, you know what? There aren't enough disciples here. Not enough people are following Jesus out and about. We better go out there, like Jesus said, and share his life-changing gospel with them. It's, it's an amazing system that Jesus has. He's making disciples here who then go out and make more disciples who then will go out and make more disciples and, and on and on it goes. So come back next week as we continue following Jesus every step of the way. Would you pray with me now? Gracious God, you send us great blessings Everything we have is yours. Help us to believe that. Help us to know that, that that is truth, that is reality. And help us to act accordingly. Give us joy. Give us generosity. Give us a sense of our calling 
to bless others just as we have been blessed by you. And give us eyes to see where you are positioning us as a church, as individual families, as individual people, where we can give of ourselves. We pray this in your name.